0: Hi, welcome to Pass the Brain Cell a podcast, where a couple of idiots pass our collective brain cell and explain what our weird media fixations to each other. My name is Remy. I use they them pronouns. And guys, I saw something pretty cool. I watched this like kind of underground special recently uh, yeah. it's called Inside by Bo Burnham. He's kinda oh, like a, and right, and kind of like up and wow, coming
1: that's so crazy. My you name guys is probably have never <laughs> the the crazy <laughs> thing about that is my name is Lucy and my pronouns are she her. And I also saw that.
0: No, it's, that's Wow, too weird. no way, no way. It would be really yeah. weird if anyone else had seen it No, Bo yeah. Burnham's
1: original Netflix special Inside filmed <laughs> over the course of the first year Of the pandemic alone in his apartment
2: Anyways <laughs> um, My name's Adriana And my pronouns are she, her And you know what I I watched it But I didn't watch
0: the first like 20 minutes So, you know I Oh I man, you missed the best so, songs So you didn't like experience like the ARG part
2: yeah I have no idea what that means <laughs> Wow <laughs> You didn't, you didn't that's a, see dick.
1: No, that's a no. That's a strike one on Remy <laughs> God damn, yeah, That was I'm a lost. miss <laughs>
3: Um, I'm Kaylin My pronouns are she her And believe it or not I also saw that Bo Burnham special
1: What are the odds
3: What are the odds
1: Hey I have a, a crazy idea
2: Yeah Spill Do you guys, it
1: You guys want to talk about it?
2: No. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) What is this? A podcast? (laughs) Actually, we have to have like a a new. Oh,
1: all right. Cool. Well, my topic for today is. Hold
2: on. (laughs) Hold on. Hold your horses there. We all
0: have them.
1: All right. Um, So, this is. um, We need to have like a new little intro song for this segment.
3: <laughs> do we? Okay, Remy has the Doctor House theme. Can I do it? Can I
1: do it? Oh, can we do wait, <laughs> Remy, okay, okay. Remy can has I to do, do the Doctor House do theme do song. No,
3: can I do it?
1: Okay, Adriana, you can try it.
2: <clears throat> do 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 do. We're doing a segment.
1: That's really good. That was I like so that. That's true. That Alright, we're good. actually <laughs> we should just keep that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> you guys will have to I'll save the Doctor House theme song for this.
1: <laughs> okay, so um,
0: I want to hear it
1: This is the first uh, annual Past the Brain Cell uh, book club annual. meeting the Where annual. we're going to talk about Something that we've all experienced
3: <laughs> That isn't a book
1: Yeah, okay yeah, We don't read Alright, that's strike one for me
2: Yeah <laughs> That so, was a miss Inside
1: Yeah, okay I'm really curious to know what Adriana thought about this Because Adriana, have you seen any of Bill Burnham's other specials?
2: I mean I I don't think I saw them fully yeah but I did uh, well, we, we
3: watched we watched Make happy and what together
2: um, oh. so the thing is is that I don't remember that oh, wow
3: <laughs> Wow that was such a special time to me he was the okay. fact that you don't remember
4: Well okay let's do
0: remember you might not be recognize him because he was full twink mode back then yeah <laughs> no, okay no I know who he is yeah I know his
2: songs. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, left brain, right brain. Uh, yeah. So
1: the thing is, his specials have always, towards the end, especially, gotten very introspective and serious, and and more and performance sad. and sad, and more performance, arty. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: um, I definitely got that.
1: Um, yeah.
3: Here.
1: Um. Well, what did all of you? I mean, uh, this is open to the floor. I, I, you know, just to start out with, what did what did we think of this?
3: Um, Loved it. I thought it yeah. was perfect. I thought it was incredible.
0: Uh, you cool. guys might know me from my letterbox review, which currently has.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, where's that at?
0: Last I saw was like seven hundred. Oh my god, twelve hundred seventy. Oh my Jesus god. Christ! Oh my god. Um, can you're you so can famous. you read the review for us? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a dramatic reading of my review. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now I'm horny and I feel like shit. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Classic. like that. So true.
2: So, so true. So
3: raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, that there's... That kind of sums up my feelings. I don't even know where to start with this, because there's so much that I love about it, and and it's also one of those things where, like, it's so good that I'm mad about it, because I mm-hmm. didn't make it.
3: <laughs> maybe maybe we could say our favorite part. Yeah, I think that's a
1: good Oh, idea. Okay, but see, that's also hard, because... There's a couple Pick, for or me. Like,
3: or like Pick
1: one, one you out, baby. Uh, go fuck yourself, jabroni. Okay, actually, <laughs> can I... Um, okay, I the, the thing that I have been thinking about the most, and this is... Can I, like, film major out on you guys for a sec? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, the, the part that I have been thinking about the most is the intermission segment.
2: Interesting. Um,
1: where he wipes down the camera. And I, I think you know, obviously, it's framed very well, and the focus is really incredible. Um, so you're and telling I think, me he
2: didn't actually wipe the camera?
1: No, because the camera uh, there's no camera big enough to wipe it like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> not <York>
2: square. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, the I think one of the reasons that it has stuck out for me is, um, some of my favorite movies and and some of my least favorite movies just some movies that stand out in like the Czech and French new waves and like just experimental film in general have kind of a trend where, um, you know, the camera is part of the cinematic language and the camera is basically how the characters in the film directly interact with the audience. Um, and, but the way that's usually done is very violent. Like, um, in uh, the Czech film *Daisies*, um, like scissors are brought up to the camera and basically cut the image in half. Um, mm. That's neat. Or Interesting. yeah, or like um, in one of uh, Francois Truffaut's movies, I think the the um, like the picture frame basically is is picked up and smashed. Oh wow! And I like, I think something that stuck out throughout this special to me is that. As, like, raw and really harsh a lot of it is, he, Bo Burnham has a very complicated relationship with his audience in that he doesn't want to baby them, but he also doesn't want to hurt them. And I think it very much feels like a moment of caring and, like, caring for the people that are watching and caring for the film itself. And just, like, this, this moment of just, like cleaning something off and just taking care of something feels very kind
3: that's super cute yeah that's a really interesting take I
0: like that. Th- thanks yeah can i go i have one yeah um so a movie that i will never stop talking about apparently is i'm thinking of ending things and uh the ending, like, towards the end of Inside, they kind of have a moment that reminded me of I Think You Should Leave where he, like, leaves his house and he's on a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of ties together some of the threads of, like... Because he was talking about how he was too afraid to perform for a long time. Yeah. Before even the pandemic. Like, he stopped performing for, like, five years. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't really talk about as much with the fact that we've been horribly traumatized for years. Like it was horrible and traumatizing, but also it gave us time. Yeah. And now he's like back in the public eye. Yeah. And he's like that scene where he's like physically, he's doing a lot of like physical performance of like trying to open the door yeah. back up again to go back inside. And he can't. That
1: is one of the most, upsetting things i've ever seen put to film
0: yeah it, it yeah made me, it made me like actually start to freak out a little bit because i was thinking about how like yes it has been like the shittiest year of all of our lives but it's also been like a time that when we when we approach getting out of it it feels like we're just being like we were talking about this the other day because like this all started when we were either just turn 20 or still 19 and then we come mm-hmm. out of here 21 and yeah
4: like, <sighs> yeah
0: you're just you're just in the eye again you're yeah just like on stage again and you're expected to like i'm expected to be 21 what you're expected yeah. to do the same shit that you were doing i'm expected
1: before. to be a you're, person but then you can't
0: go back in even though you were tortured you kind of want to just go back yeah. Right. And I don't think that's yeah. something that a lot of people talk about. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about how great it is that like we're getting back to normal. They don't talk about how like
1: it, there is A no year normal.
0: of trauma is not gonna like yeah. just go away when you
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um
1: and that reminded me in the same I don't this is the last reference to another movie I'm gonna make, I promise. But no, this scene um reminded me a lot of another f- movie that I love that is, you know, not really regarded super well, which is fine, but Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween um mm-hmm. because the ending of that movie also I I, I don't want to get into it too much just for time, but also makes it very clear that the the horrible thing that happened is over Objectively, but it also makes it clear that 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 it just it doesn't just go away. Nice,
2: Kayla. Uh, what's your what's your favorite part?
3: Um, let's see. I think I think uh one of the parts that stood out to me the most is um I'm gonna go with the uh, the song um that's how the world works. <laughs> Oh my the god! With the sock puppet. Yeah. yeah, and like, just he fit so much about like, just like social issues. Yeah, and, like
2: is that the one where he's wearing the circular glasses?
3: No, but that one also does kind of go I... along with it. I think that was the um, the one about the internet. Right. I think yeah. they do kind of go hand in hand because mm-hmm. so much of like. So many of the social issues also have to do with, like, the internet. Like, the way yeah. that we know about them is because we have everything happening all yeah. the time day all day. in our A hand. little bit of everything yeah. all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we, Literally, as Which
1: also said. ties in a little bit yeah. to the little segments about Jeff Bezos.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, so true. Uh-huh. Um, it's crazy how it all kind of ties together. Cause
2: it's wow, like it's almost like, 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 it's
1: like it's a cohesive work of art, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: No, I think you guys
2: are 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 just tying it like you guys. I think it's just a bunch
1: of random bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you guys are thinking
2: too (laughs) much. The show is
3: a series of discrete bits. (laughs) That one's over. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just I think it's really interesting that with like all of his specials, they seem to be like perfect for like the place I'm at in my life when they come out. Like. They're always exactly kind of what I like need.
1: Yeah, in, which is also time. hard because 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 part of it and and part of the message of this special especially is that part of the problem is that we all relate and part of the problem is that we all feel the same. Yeah, all the time.
3: Absolutely, right? That makes
1: sense. And that we all relate to each other's Instagram posts to the point that they're indecipherable from each other.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like. What can I do about that
1: no same <laughs> no like yeah
0: <laughs> no but like, yeah I, I I also like the sock a bit because I think what you were getting into is that like he is really good at introducing nuance into his comedy which is such a hard thing to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely. and like part of the comedy is the nuance like the fact that things seem like they should be so simple and then it's just like nope everything's bad for a lot of very complicated (laughs) reasons yeah Yeah.
1: and that's part of the reason I think he's so exciting as a filmmaker too is that I think usually I say and you know there is no general rule but usually I think the thing that matters most to me about film uh, whether it works or not is if it subverts expectations and And if it sets up those expectations and then kind of fucks them up on you. And I think Bo Burnham is so exciting because he, his entire career started on the internet and and it's revolved around the way that that affects our current culture. And he has really developed kind of this cinematic language that works off of that culture in a way that can comment on it in a way that's more complex than just like phone bad you know
3: yeah it's just like totally no, yeah.
1: he's not like phone bad he's like phone creates an entire another realm of being and we have to explore what good and bad mean there if adriana what was your ask, favorite yeah oh, yeah
0: yeah i do want my to.
2: favorite part was when he was doing his little dance um and he which was one do- he, he, he was doing the little foot tappy thing, and the yeah. lights were changing color. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> the lighting was so cool.
1: No, that's... It was, it was
2: yeah, kind of and I, I don't know. Time. He has a nice voice. Yeah, no,
1: he's really he, good. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, he has a nice voice. He has a nice singing voice. And his lyrics are very, very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Very written. Yeah. Good, like, written extremely well um yeah. so i don't really i can't distinguish the like parts because i only watched it once and uh i have bad memory but yeah i did remember <laughs> in the moment thinking that man these lyrics are really good
1: Or yeah. like
0: i like his little dance go Do white man yeah he moves around he moves around in a certain way
1: yeah well that's the other thing is that um that the things he is talking about are ugly and hard to hear and harsh. It is just a gorgeous, you know, put together piece. And it's very nice to look at and experience. And I don't know, I, 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 sorry. I'm like trying to figure out how to phrase this best, but I think, I think something that strikes me so much about it is the way that it's, cruel and kind at the same time i guess right like it's... i
0: think like i think like as a theater nerd um it also like very much reads as i don't want to call bo-, bo burnham a theater nerd but he's a live performance specialist and yeah like, you can tell in a lot of the ways that he does filmmaking like there's a lot of stuff that he does that's just very like filmmaking but yeah. um he also adds in aspects like the fact that he's like controlling the lights himself a lot of times yeah. uh he adds in a lot of aspects that i think only a person experienced in like performance would think to do yeah and i think that's really mm-hmm. cool right yeah um i really like the part
2: where he um he's showing himself like messing with the lights where he's, yeah, like, yeah. just adjusting that stuff and like including yeah. it in the in the in the part itself, like including it in the special itself, as like this here, you can see like it's easy to watch something and like not realize what effort goes into it. But I think yeah. in the special you can really see like the effort you can. I think at the end you see him say like, "This is my thoughts for an ending song," and it shows him like in the in the beginning. Of yeah, the scene, he had like yeah a shorter beard yeah. and then at the end when he like fades into his like current like his beard is fully grown
0: in it's crazy it just yeah I like to think that this was a project that was constantly like growing as it yeah. started getting shittier and shittier because he couldn't have predicted how long yeah right he was I mean
1: hair. yeah and it's it's I mean just the time passing in the way that it is incorporated into the work I think is really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like by the end I went through like another year of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was
0: really well done in that way.
1: Yeah. It and it started
0: tearing up during the, the part that Adriana was just talking about. Cause like oh, same. the idea of looking back at myself a year ago and being, <laughs> and being like, Hey, yeah. you're going to go through this for a lot longer than you thought. <laughs> <before."> <laughs> oh. I got, yeah. I got choked
1: That's... up a few times. Yeah. yeah. I before we, you know, wrap on this, I just want to say Beau Burnham's work to me has always had a very special place um and and this is going to sound weird but as a trans woman um as mm-hmm. a as a trans person growing up in the suburbs um the first time I ever saw him was on TV uh on Zach Stone is going to be famous and yeah. I remember thinking I've never seen somebody make art about making art or perform about performing right. and 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 obviously that you know there has been stuff like that before but but growing up I was not exposed to any of that none of it was on MTV <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I saw this and I saw this story about a person making personas for themselves and making developing the person that they want to be and just choosing to be right. that person that's interesting and and the way that that like the 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 line between you know authenticity and performance and and what is real in this persona and what isn't and what are you putting on for other people and what are you putting on for yourself and that resonated with me a lot and it still does. And and I feel the same way about Make Happy and I feel that way about eighth grade, um his movie. Mm-hmm. Oh um,
0: yeah, I don't even get me started on eighth
1: grade. <laughs> yeah, and and um and especially with Inside. Um and uh a very I'm sorry if I'm monologuing right by the way. No,
0: go for
1: it. Um but this uh this transgender uh this this film critic that i love uh, who's a trans woman um named uh Willow McClay, who um shout out uh, great writer um wrote once something that stuck with me that that filmmaking as an art form and the way we teach standard filmmaking you know uh studio filmmaking mass production filmmaking is mainly biases people and forces people and, and says people from another era at that. And for trans people's narratives to really be shown on screen, there has to be a new kind of movie and like new cinematic language made by people who understand the times we're living in right now. And, you know, Bo Burnham is not trans. Mm -hmm. Um, but his work does kind of create that new language and a new language that resonates with yeah. me a lot. So um I think it's very special. Anyways, sorry. Um
0: No, yeah, I get you no, like that was really interesting to hear. Hot take, but uh I like you guys and I wanna know what you guys think about this. Wow. Wow, it's almost like <laughs> that's wonder... the purpose of the podcast. <laughs>
2: no, I think you're wrong. No. Nah. Um, Anyways, this podcast uh, is about us being hot.
1: That yeah. is, uh, that's so funny that we picked an audio medium for that.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, Adriana, do you want to tell us what order we're going in? Right, because yeah, I'm the
2: little too. listener today. Um, I don't have a topic, and because of that, I'm getting voted off.
1: <laughs> Bye, Adriana.
3: <laughs> we're gonna miss you.
1: Oh, I'm not.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm you. kidding.
1: I am. I'm joking. I'm sorry.
2: Well, just for that, Lucy, you're going first.
1: I'm going. F- uh, I'm going uh, first.
2: Yes. Wow, I first. thought I thought you had a whole order already. Oh uh, wow. shit! No. Uh, all, right.
1: all right. Well, you know
2: that was my order, but I just I just made it into. I just.
0: Made oh, it okay.
1: It. That's cool. <laughs> um, my topic do is going to be behind the
0: curtain, Kaylin.
1: <laughs> my sorry. topic is a little brief today, which makes me feel better about um, not shutting the fuck up about Bo Burnham. But um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about, and, and I already told you guys this, you know, usually I like to keep my topics a secret, but I'm talking about the LGBT characters in Sailor Moon. Mm. Um,
2: Just in time for Pride.
1: Right, happy Pride Month, guys. We're recording this on June 1st.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's, I don't know when it's going to release.
0: Do not peek behind the curtain.
1: Behind the curtain. <laughs> Blah. Okay, I'm I'm distracting myself. Um, the, um, so... I want to talk about queer characters in Sailor Moon, and um, to start off with, I know for a fact that one of us who I'm not going to single out doesn't know anything about Sailor Moon, and that's it's okay. It's
3: me. It's me. It's Kaylin. It's me. Straight. She wasn't
2: going
1: <laughs> to single you out. I wasn't going to
3: single me out.
2: Okay. And
1: and so for anybody okay. listening, Kayla is your name is Kaylin. Kayla. <laughs> Kayla.
2: Kayla. <laughs> oh man. Cut that out! Cut that out! Wow. Cut that out, I cut
3: think that I'm going
1: to have to walk <laughs> out of the podcast. Cut that out cut that, yeah. out! cut that out! Cut that out! Cut that out! <laughs>
3: I think for the first time I'm gonna have to
1: walk out of an episode. Your name. No, you
3: better keep it in because how else will they understand
1: why I left?
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) Kalen is resigning from the podcast. No, I'm leaving
1: oh i fucked up so Um, bad oh jesus you know
3: what if you do it one more time it's over i'll let it slide this one time
1: (laughs) okay and (laughs) it sucks because i I was gonna make a really good joke too i was gonna say kaylin is single and out there also oh
3: yeah yeah. (laughs) um so true (laughs) don't yeah I'll i'll give you a pass because um you know, my own mom has tried to fight me about how my name has been spelled, so <laughs> how can I hold you guys to higher standards? I'm higher
1: so parents? sorry.
3: I mean you
0: can't please do you hold me? It's not, it's not that hard.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, are we <laughs> on done? this
0: one thing. Right. All right, right
1: are we right. done making this show about Caitlin?
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right. Sorry, no, your name is Caitlin.
3: <laughs> I'm cutting right. it off I was now. doing a bit.
1: Lucy. Okay, all right. Please You want me to talk about Sailor Moon? I do okay um, Anything but this. anything but this okay sailor moon is an anime mm-hmm. uh One it's second. all right thanks guys uh who's next no sailor moon's an anime um it's uh it's based on a manga uh, sorry manga oh my god i'm fucking this up <laughs> Don't
0: it's to make you look great in the
1: edit Thank you. It's it's based on a manga. I'm from the South, so I'm allowed to pronounce things wrong. I thought it was pronounced manga for a long time. Um, based on a manga by uh, Naoko Takeuchi. Anyways, it's kind of like the archetypical uh, magical girl story. It's about um, like teenage and preteen girls who find out that they are um, like reincarnated basically... For the layman Space princesses Um yes. Who can Transform into Super cool Uh Warrior girls In sailor uniforms And they fight evil And protect The earth Girl bosses
2: That's cool shit
1: They're girl bosses Uh The main character is Uh Usagi Sakino Uh Who uh Is a very clumsy Uh Goofy Um Uh Doofy Uh Girl Um Who meets a Talking cat Named Luna And uh, the talking cat tells her that she is the reincarnation of uh, Sailor Moon and that she's got to, like, fight evil and stuff. Um, And along the way, she starts making more friends who also turn out to be space princess warriors. And um, it's a very cute show. The creator talks about it basically as being this show that is in all aspects about being a young woman and for young women. Um, in all senses of that word. And it, it, it's it's very special to me. It's very um, fun. And there's a lot of like, you know, action, adventure shit. But it's also just like a lot of um, small town slice of life comedy about these girls. And because it's written by women and for women, uh, it's the rare show where these girls get to be like messy and... Stupid and <laughs> funny, and and they make mistakes and they fuck up, and they um, still love each other, and it's very kind. Um, love that. Yeah. Um, the other thing about it is because it is about girls and all of the things that girls like. Um, you know, romance is a big part of it, and. Yes, and you know, so because of that, there's a lot of like pretty boy characters, um, <laughs> but also uh, one of those pretty boy characters is a woman. Um, <laughs> so the first person I want to talk about is uh, Sailor Uranus, or Sailor Uranus. Um,
2: My anus.
1: <laughs> um, I hardly Sa- know her. <laughs> 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 Um, Sailor Uranus, whose uh, human name is uh, Haruka Tenu, um, is a, a uh, I think, I believe her, her secret identity is that she's like a race car driver, Hell yeah. uh, like oh, a Formula One bad. driver. She's so butch um, that when she's introduced in season three, um, all of the main girls think she's a boy, and they huh? all try to hit on her. Um So when she shows up, they, everybody goes up to her and she's, they're like, Hey, uh, are you single? And, and then she's like, Oh, sorry, I'm a girl. And then the girls are like, Oh, shit. Uh, are you single? (laughs) Yeah. So Um, are you
2: single
1: though? The thing? Yeah. So even the characters who are not like super explicitly queer are very fluid. And their sexuality. Um, A lot of people read Usagi Sailor Moon herself as bisexual, just because of the amount that she loves both men and women. Um, Like whenever she, whenever she like makes a new friend, the reason she does it is because basically she has a crush on them. Like she'll go (laughs) up and she'll be like, "Ah, you're so pretty," and they'll be like, "Thanks," and uh, then they will be friends.
2: I think we can all relate to that
1: yeah um <laughs> my favorite moment of that is um, from an episode early on in season one when Sailor Mars is introduced who is a um, an altar girl uh, who works at a temple and uh, Usagi and some of her friends go there to um, get a like a blessing of good luck and they meet her and Usagi's like and 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 she finds out that, that this is the altar girl and she's hot and, and she's like altar girl uh uh maybe maybe uh maybe I could like uh work here over the <laughs> summer maybe that oh would be fun oh my god and her friends are like shut the fuck up anyways um, uh, Sailor Uranus who is the person that I was talking about uh, is super butch and has a girlfriend. Uh, Sailor Neptune As soon as she's introduced Sailor Neptune is also introduced They are always with each other They're very cute
0: Sailor Neptune
1: I'm So that's What I'm getting to <laughs> um, Sailor Neptune is as femme As Uranus is butch They're a very cute couple um, Uranus is very um, like Exploratory and brave And loud and rash And Neptune is very reserved And quiet and sweet Um how cute and they're very cute together um and (laughs) they're blue gay red gay um and it gets a little complicated for a little bit because usagi has a huge crush on sailor uranus and and this becomes like a major plot point a lot of the time um Mm -hmm. to the point that they actually kiss at one point
2: (gasps) really Um, Wow! yeah oh wow
1: but uh, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune stay together. Neptune's Did, never really bothered um, by this.
2: Wait, question. Did they kiss yeah. uh, when Sailor Moon knew that she was a girl? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so proud of her.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the thing that Remy is alluding to is that this show started running in 1992. And it was a big deal because it was one of the first shows... Uh, first animes to get syndicated in the United States. Uh, it ran uh, on Cartoon Network in the uh, like late 90s and early 2000s uh, on Toonami, yeah. Um, so, and it was one of the first like major animes to get an English dub, all of that. Um, the thing is ex- so season one and two ran went over very smoothly um and then it, it came time for um season three to be a thing uh sorry, yeah season three to be a thing, which is where Uranus and Neptune are uh introduced, and the executives got it and they got the subtitled version and they were about to make the dub, and they were like, uh oh, hey. It, uh, Wait
0: a minute.
1: Sounds like these characters are are gay, but that can't be right because we're showing this to kids and kids They can't they be don't exposed
2: have, to gay?
1: They don't, can't uh, be gay. Can't yeah, be
0: gay kid.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So um so in the dub they changed uh, all of the language Around their relationship. Nothing else. So they, they are still very flirty with each other. Usagi still has a huge crush on um, Sailor Uranus. Um, but they changed the <laughs> phrases like girlfriend or lover or partner in Uranus and Neptune's relationship to cousin.
2: Uh, it's just so worse. It's uh, they, worse. worse. Ma- it, no it's not
1: canon, so yeah. That's,
3: that's the it's, worst thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah. No,
1: it's awful because they were literally like, ah, "incest." Not as bad as being gay.
0: Do they? I I I feel like they kiss and they're just like, "Yeah, I wish I was that close to my cousin." Like <laughs> it's so weird.
1: I I think they probably they cut out scenes of them kissing, but I know that there are still like um. Like there's this very there's this one very long drawn out scene of them like um like looking at each other by the side of a pool and like Uranus is like very deep in thought and Neptune like comes up to her and she's like hey like are you doing okay? And they like put their hands together very essentially. Oh
2: my god And they kept that in. <laughs> yeah, I do that so, with all my cousins.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um kidding. so uh, it's gross, and that's going to be a regular um, trend here as I go through all of these characters. Um, the The people who do these dubs are homophobic, um, but not not like um, enough to be proactive about this. They're still lazy, not like so they, the voice
2: they. Actors.
1: No, no, no. I mean, like the I guess executives in charge of this, right, are like the 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 directors actors, directors or like the
2: casting directors, or the
1: people, producers. Yeah, yeah. at Cartoon Network. Okay. No, it's not the voice actor's fault. Yeah,
4: um
1: the next character that I want to talk about is Fish Eye, who is one of my favorites. Um Fish Eye is a villain that uh shows up in season four, I think. Um Okay, so the next character I want to talk about is Fish Eye. Um, who is a personal favorite. And um Okay, Fish Eye's pronouns are confusing. So, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, uh, and you'll understand why, but I might go between a few different ones and I'm sorry, uh, about that. Um, Nobody's Fish Eye, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use a few. Um, so the, the reason for that is, uh, fisheye is a villain, um, sort of, uh, uh, they are uh, a member of the, uh, Amazon trio in the Dead Moon Circus. Um, I, I might be misremembering, but I think. The, their whole evil thing has to do with, like, stealing dreams from people in the form of, like, ripping mirrors out of their hearts. It's very cool. Oh, um, shit. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Cool. So um So, the, also, the, the Amazon trio are literally animals that are turned by an evil witch into humans. So, Fish Eye is literally a fish. Um, and the other two, I think, <laughs> With are, an eye? Are, uh, <laughs> I don't know why they put the name eye in, but the other two are Hawkeye and I think, um, like... <laughs> lion eye or something but (laughs) um so hawkeye and lion eye are guys and they are they're like very glam uh basically the three of them are like dressed up like a glam rock band hell yeah um and the way uh hawkeye and lion uh lion eye do their thing is they um seduce women and they like steal their dreams man um fish eye wish (laughs) <laughs> fish eye, fish eye only seduces men, and oh. in the um manga and in the uh, sorry manga in the manga and in the original um anime, um they're described as being a uh, um a crossdresser basically, um but also kind of just like gender fluid, mm-hmm. um so like an assigned male at birth person, um but but when they they present feminine all the time. Um, How oh, wild Yeah, so, so most of the time they are very femmed out And they seduce straight guys um, But there is one scene where they are uh, posing as a model And um, they are like in a dress and very high femme And they're uh, at this modeling agency talking to this fashion designer Who's a guy and the fashion designer is like, uh, the fisheye basically picks up on the vibe that the fashion designer is not into them. So fisheye takes off their dress and they've got like pants on underneath. they got like shorts, um, but like shirtless, they don't have, you know, they don't have breasts. Yeah. Um, and then the guy is like, Oh, okay. I'm into this.
4: Oh, so it's,
1: oh, it's, wild. yeah. So it's fisheye's gender is very complicated already.
4: Right. And then,
1: they send this season over to um, to Cartoon Network and they're <laughs> like, hmm. Hmm. Seems Imagine a little... Uh, Cartoon, he,
0: how is, you know how is Cartoon Network going to take care of this? Where all the little brain Spongebobs are like running around with, like, throwing office papers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, fire, literally
1: it's like it's it. that. Okay, I'm going to take a quick drink of water before I explain what Cartoon Network did.
2: Oh, this is going to be... Oh, a, God. I'm excited because like... Cartoon Network is like, now what are we gonna do here? Okay. Can we cousin out of this?
1: Okay. <laughs> they don't. Co- they can't cousin. cousin out of it. Fish <laughs> <Shai's> eyes a cousin. <laughs> that's their gender. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way, and I've realized I'm ma- mainly using they just because for clarity, um, for yeah. for straightforwardness. But again, you know, I don't really know what pronouns to use. Um, so the, the <sighs> Cartoon Network just hires. Uh, a woman to play fisheye and in the the uh, Japanese anime it's it's a man uh, who voices fisheye um so in the Network version gender woman who voices fisheye and they just there's say no fisheye
0: avoiding is, the queerness though
1: right they just say fisheye is a woman
0: Interesting.
1: and Well, yeah, but they kept the scene in in the (laughs) with the fashion designer, so she still like takes her dress off and And she's like flat underneath, and she's like uh, she. I think the line is like she's like I'm not like any other girl, you know. So (laughs) So trans.
0: So they made it more.
1: Yeah, they made it. Yeah. So they (laughs) made Fisheye a trans woman.
3: So they doubled down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: That's... Yeah, so so there are a lot of different reads on whether fisheye is uh, non-binary or gender fluid. Uh, I like to think of her as a trans woman because she looks kind of like I want to look, yeah. um, but that's just me.
2: Also, um, side note, uh, yeah. whenever you said fisheye um, and you were talking about how they transformed into animals, I was thinking of like a fish in a dress, Aww. in high, f- exactly. high femme attire. and um, That's so cute. Uh, <laughs> the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> So- um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, no,
1: no, that's my ideal gender. So yeah. <laughs> um and then the last big thing I want to talk about. Oh, well, okay, real quick, I want to throw in Fior. Um who is the main antagonist of the uh, Sailor Moon R movie. Um not really important to the overarching plot, but Fior's whole evil thing is that um he wants to kidnap Sailor he wants to kidnap Sailor Moon's boyfriend. Um, and not the, not for any like evil world-ending plan. It's because he likes her
2: boyfriend. <laughs> I like him, so yeah. I want him.
1: Yeah. So it's it's he's gay for him. Um, and there are a few <laughs> other gay villains. Um, oh my god. Um, yeah. I guess I need to talk about um, uh, Kunzite and Zoasite are. Um, two villains in the first season. They're both guys, and they're a couple. Um, <gasps> nice. But Cartoon Network's thing is just that they made one of them a woman. Um, oh, that's right. There's a they're,
0: bunch they're of, like, like, mineral shit, right? Because the, there's, the yeah. is, like, barrel.
1: Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was one of the more straightforward ones because they're not really major characters, so it doesn't get complicated. So in the English dub, right. um, uh, 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 zoosite is just a woman, and that's just how they explain it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're boys.
0: It's so wow. funny that, like, they're like, oh, oh, we need to all make it queer, but then they just kind of accidentally make it more queer.
1: every day. Right. It's,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> or they just make it incest.
1: Okay. It's so, like a... Uh, oh, sorry.
2: Sorry, it's like when uh, men uh, accidentally tell trans men, you'll never be a, a real woman. Yeah. And, it's like, and it's like, yeah, that's the that's the point.
1: oh my god you got it literally that's the whole fish i think (laughs) is just yeah um okay so the big one that i am really excited to talk about are the sailor starlights these are characters who are introduced in season five and are so queer that season five has never been dubbed in english
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. Because, oh my god.
1: Yes, because the like Funimation Cartoon Network whoever executives are not ready to take it on.
2: <laughs> They're scared.
1: Okay, so at the beginning of season 5 um <laughs> the beginning of season 5 a three three-part uh three, pe- uh, three, part, uh, three th- uh, a boy band uh with three numbers comes to town. Mm-hmm. And uh the 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 main girls, the Sailor Scouts uh besides Uranus and Neptune are all like, ah, you know, cause boy band, they're cute. Um, Uranus and Neptune don't care because they're huge lesbos or cousins. Um, they're <laughs> either, cousins. either or they're too busy yeah. being cousins. <laughs> right. Um, so the, this boy band comes to town and, um, they go to their concert and afterwards, um, the girls start hanging out with them and they become friends. And, uh, Usagi, um, and one of the boys Seiya. Um, get kind of close to each other, and they go on a little date.
2: Usagi um, is Sailor Moon, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, and then something goes wrong. Uh, you know, Earth is threatened. Whatever evil alien monsters are showing up. Um, and Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon, and Saya transforms <gasps> into um, I think uh, Sailor Star Pride. I might be wrong about that name. Star but Pride. Okay, so <laughs> the Sailor Starlights are this boy band. And their human forms oh are three god, boys. that's so cool. But they oh transform my... into women. And oh
2: my god. So So wow. you,
1: f- you find out that the Sailor Starlights are... They've been sent to Earth um, to find this alien princess and protect her. But for whatever reason, they have been assigned to disguise themselves as men. Specifically. Oh my god. And the other two are not into that and they're very much coded as trans women uh because they feel very like off and dysphoric in their human man form
2: oh interesting. and they
1: much prefer being their sailor starlight forms but oh, saya wow. prefers being a human and that's why he likes usagi so much because he can she's be, human yeah. and he can be himself around her yeah oh so interesting he's, so he's that's
0: coded crazy. trans mask
1: yes that's what's so interesting about it
0: that's so
2: so cool
1: yeah and it's so like nuanced for like this show that's like marketed to very young kids um
2: see this is what happens when we take away the male gaze we get
0: fun cool funky stuff
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, no it's awesome men
0: aren't involved gender is fun and it's
1: weird and um and it's very clear that like the sailor starlights are drawn in a way that is very different than the other sailor scouts Um, they've got, you know, very fun, flashy, like, revealing outfits, um, but, like, they are specifically drawn, like, flat-chested and, like, kind of longer limb proportions and broad shoulders, and their faces and hairstyles don't change at all from when they are, uh, in guy mode, so it's, it's, their bodies don't change, and, and their bodies have nothing to do with their gender, so when they, you know, quote-unquote transform, really, they just change outfits, and they, (laughs) they get magic powers.
0: (laughs) Which I think is really interesting, because, like, I love the fact that their dysphoria is alleviated just by, like, finally I can put on some fucking glitter. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I same. Love that. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, they also automatically get a full face of makeup when they transform, but yeah. <laughs> um, that is most of what I wanted to talk about.
2: That's amazing.
1: Um, I, there's a few other side characters, and like I said, you know, sexuality is very fluid in the show. Um, the the love triangle between Usagi and Seiya and Usagi's other boyfriend Mamoru is very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got for today. Man, I love uh, that. Does anybody have any questions? No, not at all. Cool. All right. Good. No,
2: but
3: I... but that was cool to hear.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah, it was super fun. Oh my gosh, I'm super okay. interested.
1: I'm glad Sailor Moon
2: is good.
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> Sailor Moon. I'd love to watch it with you guys sometime.
3: <laughs> um. I, I won't, but I appreciate hearing about this. That's okay. I would never know if you didn't tell me. Yeah. Okay, so I think I wanted Kaylin to go next. Wow. Okay, wow. Looks like I'll go next then. Not because Adriana told me to. What? Because right, I want to. What the no? <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, today. I'm going to be talking to you guys about, uh, what I know that you've been waiting for. The one we've been waiting for. The one you've been waiting for. (laughs) Um good good reference to a previous episode I think, but uh thank you. this time you have been waiting for it okay so if you guys recall <gasps> wait from our first episode here at the podcast oh my god i told you guys that oh i would god. be covering this... the drake bell yes. versus justin bieber feud yes. in a oh episode.
1: shit yes.
3: and this is that episode wait
1: yes. wait sorry sorry who is who is drake drake
3: bell? Drake Bell, as many of you um, may remember who's from Drake the children's Bell? television programs. Drake and Josh.
1: Drake who's Bell uh, Drake is that Okay, him?
3: yes, yes, now he's Drake Campana. <laughs> so you may know him as Drake Campana.
1: Oh, oh, Drake Campana. Oh, if you know him if
3: you only know him as Drake Campana, you're too young to be listening to our podcast. Drake Campana. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna be calling him Drake Bell for the rest of okay.
1: Us. Well, that that <laughs> clears it up, you know.
3: I'm gonna be dead naming him, but um, oh no! Combond-
2: You're dead naming Drake
1: from <laughs>
3: Um, but yeah. So <laughs> so so like I said, many of you may remember him from Drake and Josh. Um, and all you have to know about Drake Bell for this really is that he. Fucking hates Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, so, Almost
2: uh, as much as he loves Mexicans.
3: <laughs> well, he is Mexican now. Yeah.
1: All oh, right. Are you are you implying that Drake Campana is not Mexican?
3: Uh, no, I would never, never imply. That. No, who would say that?
2: I would never imply that.
3: Who would say that? Hey, it's none of my business. Oops. I don't. I don't get political with my friends.
0: Did you just do a roll on that?
3: Yeah,
2: uh. Did you just do a
0: constitution? Yeah, I did. Hold on. Let me
2: see what I got. Oh, I got a Pisces. (laughs) Because it's my astrology dice. Sorry. Oh, cool. Anyways, sorry, Kaylin. Sorry, continue.
3: (laughs) It's all good. Um, so, uh, I do just want to say before we get into this that finding information about this feud was really hard because most of the tweets have been deleted (laughs) and the articles that, like, gossip sites. (laughs) Uh, posted about it didn't have pictures of the tweets they just link to them and they're deleted (laughs) and yeah Drake Bell is a coward unlike Jared Padlecki and he deletes his tweets so it's really hard to hunt them down so if I miss anything uh, that a viewer who's an expert on the Drake Campana versus Justin Bieber (laughs) feud thinks is crucial um, they can fuck off because I I don't care yeah Uh, also, well, I'm getting most, yeah, yeah, tweet at Remy. Um, <laughs> I'm getting most of my information from the timeline I found on J14 and um, the screenshots that I was able to find on Google Images. <laughs> so that's where this is coming from. Okay. So now let's start. So our story begins in 2012 when Drake Bell's Twitter account was apparently hacked And uh, posted some anti Katy Perry tweets. Oh, I didn't care to find the tweets, but um, so what does this have to do with Justin Bieber? (laughs) You're probably wondering. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, After he was hacked, Drake tweeted, uh, "quote I wouldn't just randomly bash at Katy Perry." Dot 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 dot. Bieber, however, (laughs) because like. I don't know why he thought that was
2: necessary. Did he to
3: say? Did he at <laughs> Justin Bieber? Uh, no, he coward. didn't. Coward. He, he didn't at him this time. Yeah, he is a coward. He <laughs> was uh, subtweeting him. Um, but yeah, so keep in mind at this point, Justin Bieber is like barely eighteen, and so just getting attacked by a twenty-six. Timeline-wise, that's the,
1: the this funniest part of us.
3: This is two years before Jarpad.
1: Oh, okay. So this is the prequel. <laughs> this is
0: it's in our Justin Bieber Twitter timeline. I,
1: this is can like, I this ask, is and, and you don't FNA- have to answer this. In the Justin this if it's Bieber
3: a- Twitter universe. This is like
2: oh, FNAF 2. Oh, this is the FNAF two? 4.
3: Yeah, this is, no,
2: this, this is, is FNAF, FNAF two, 2,
1: and Jer-
3: Jarpad is FNAF 4. Jar Pad. This is before Jarpad. This is pre-Bizzle, even.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So it's kind of like I, I'm-
2: uh, Pizza World. Uh, circus Baby's
1: Pizza World. It's, I mean, sure. Faz, this is Fazbear's. Yeah. Uh, this is Circus Baby's Pizza World. <laughs> <diner situation. laughs> uh-huh. um,
2: What's okay. your
1: question, Lucy? I and you don't need to answer that if it's spoilers for later in the segment. Uh huh. But does Justin Bieber respond to any of this this time? Just wait. Okay.
3: Cool. <laughs> You'll find out. Okay. Just You'll vacation. find out by the end of this. So. <laughs> So, according to the timeline that I found from J14 because they had the best coverage on this feud, um soon after this Drake decides to insult Justin's music skills and uh that's all they told me on the that's J14 rage timeline. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. So, I'm assuming that they are referring to this tweet. I'm assuming because they don't have the tweets there. Right. I'm trying my best, um, but I'm assuming it's this tweet where he says, "If at Justin Bieber ever wants guitar lessons, dot 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 dot," and that's his tweet. That's it. Um, yeah, that's it. He <laughs> he starts out he starts out testing
0: the waters. Um, you know, he I think he just wants to hang out with Justin Bieber.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it
0: look,
3: we'll see. But, um, so, so, uh, he keeps, he keeps tweeting stupid things like that. I can't include all of his tweets because he made it his, like, number one hobby for years to do this. So I'm just including the, like, more important ones. So now the believers are getting involved because they defend Justin Bieber like it's their job. And, um, according to J14, they sent him death threats. Um, but no one followed through because Drake Campana is still alive.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you clarified. I was going to ask. That.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't die. No believers killed him. An army of seven-year-olds did not kill him, wow. but they did tweet things like a picture of like a huge kitchen knife uh, at him, <laughs> oh and someone suggested God. that someone suggested that they stone him.
4: What? what?
3: <laughs> and um, I think these are funny, but like. I say that because he didn't take it very seriously, so I don't either. Okay. And then Drake responded. He he couldn't he could not respond. He said uh he posted some tweets. He said believers in all caps who say they are going to find me and kill me dot dot dot. I will be landing at LAX in 3
1: hours on US Airways oh, dot dot dot. I'd love to see you try. He <laughs> <laughs> really said I wish he really said, come try it.
3: Yes. And, um,
2: he was literally like, so
1: come and kill me. I think that
3: like, was, so I think that was kind, kind of a coward move because he was like, oh, I'll be at LAX. How are they going to get in with a knife? Right. At LAX? You know, I think that's the coward I mean, noob.
1: outside yeah. of LAX.
3: I'm he just saying. Have, he
0: should have met them in an alleyway. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. He should have, he should been should have like, told like them I'm going to be address.
3: outside the McDonald's. <laughs> outside McDonald's. Yeah. So be there. <laughs> But then, then Drake took it too far, and he decided to attack me personally with oh. the following tweet. He tweeted at he you? He said, yes, he said, it's okay, because uh, somebody was like, don't tell them where you are, that's dangerous, or whatever, and he was like, it's okay. Anyone who actually has a driver's license doesn't like it, Justin Bieber, so no worries. <laughs> and um, that's oh a personal attack, because I still can't drive.
1: Damn, same, <laughs> same. he came for me.
3: Yeah. Well, you don't like Justin Bieber, so it's not really a personal attack at you. Like, um, so I'm also going to throw some other obnoxious tweets that he sent out here because they're also directed at believers. and like I said, the timeline's very hard to put together. He also said, um, okay, first believer with proper grammar that speaks with intelligence gets a prize. Dot, 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 dot. Ready? Go. (laughs) And, um, then he also tweeted... I used to worry about being a good role model and not using profanity in my media. But obviously, if this is how Bieber fans act, dot, 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 dot. He loves ellipses. Yeah, that's what I was (laughs) going to say. He loves
0: not finishing his sentences.
3: Yeah, he loves being a boomer. You
0: know,
2: Drake, Drake Bell, he says a lot. He has a lot of talk for someone that might get scared if he meets a Mexican believer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That'd be so powerful. Oh That's the god. only person who can kill him.
3: So you guys are finally gonna hear from Justin.
4: Oh,
0: oh my god. God. god!
2: I've been <laughs> waiting for this since Jar
3: <laughs>
2: Wait, wait posts, are we hearing from yeah.
0: Justin or, B- or or Bizzle?
3: You're oh. hearing from Justin, okay. but not Bizzle. Bizzle isn't here yet.
0: Okay, good. He hasn't been born uh, yet.
3: You're gonna hear from Bizzle too. <laughs> Yeah, Bizzle wasn't born until 2013. So So he finally posts about the feud indirectly with the following tweet, which seems like to me he was just trying to end it and like move on. He tweeted, um, Drake and Josh was my favorite show as a kid, really. And like, honestly, it probably sucks to get attacked by someone you used to watch on TV. Oh yeah,
1: that's really sad. <laughs>
3: But um that's all he says. Also for, for no now. reason. <laughs> no, for no reason. Like this was pre-Bizzle. Like, <laughs> what has he really done? Cause like also Drake Bell has leveled no like real criticisms at him.
0: Well, I mean, he's not even criticizing him, he's criticizing like little girls because that's the internet stuff. Yeah, he he's
3: criticizing know. them too, but like he's he started out being like Fuck Justin Bieber. Great. Justin Bieber being doesn't like, even he, know He guitar. can't play the guitar. Yeah. Which is like, he he plays the guitar fine, but go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so Drake continues to tweet about Justin Bieber for no reason. And it's just like random stupid shit all the time. Like, for some reason, <laughs> Drakesters versus Believers was trending. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, Drake-sters? I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Are his fans called Drakesters?
3: Apparently, I don't he think has enough fans of them to have like come up with that. No, I think he came up with the message. Okay. That's my headcanon. <laughs> That's my own theory. <laughs> and um, so that was trending one day on Twitter, and he tweeted, "Drakesters versus Believers." Crazy. At least ours is spelled correctly, and like. I've been trying to figure out what the, <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> what the
1: fuck Spelling does that mean? Drakester. What do you mean drakesters is no, spelled like correctly?
3: No, like, you, you know these are both made-up
1: words.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Both of them are technically spelled
2: correctly.
0: Yeah! <laughs> yeah, if I made up, like, flognargan and then spelled <laughs> it, it would be spelled correctly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking stupid. And, like, at this point, I'm begging him to shut the fuck up. But, um... But he won't, um, although he did he did give it a rest for a while, I think, which brings us to 2013 oh. when, according to J14, Drake apparently uh, attacked Justin Bieber when he tweeted about writing a new song. And I'm assuming they're talking about these tweets, where Justin tweeted, quote, doing some writing, a harmless tweet. And Drake, resp- <laughs> and Drake responds... Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) What? He's obsessed with him. Yeah,
3: he can't just, like, mind his own business.
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) I think he follows him because, like, how else would you find that? Oh, he has notifications on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a freak. It's so funny. He has a fake Um. Twitter account to follow (laughs) Justin Bieber. And, like,
0: some, that's so funny. He has, like, a you know, the Randy Jackson shrine. <laughs> from,
3: like, oh my god. He has one in his. In his <laughs> you know, interestingly, I didn't include this in this, but um, this year he did post on, I think it was his Instagram, he posted a picture of him, like, wearing Justin Bieber merch. just What? Like, randomly. <laughs> and, like, people were like, oh, is he ending the feud? And the answer is no, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't ending the feud.
2: The feud continues.
3: Um, but yeah, he just did that inexplicably. So here I'm just including some more random tweets that he sent because the timeline that I have doesn't show me all of the tweets with enough, like, context to figure out <laughs> the order that they were posted. And right. a lot of the screenshots are, like, from a time where the Twitter format didn't always show you the date. You know?
2: Right.
3: Um, so it was really hard to figure out. But um, so here's... These other things that he tweeted at Justin Bieber, and these are not in chronological order. These are just things he said. Um, he said, "Quote: Justin Bieber is five foot six. Now I understand why you guys love him. He's the same height as all you twelve-year-olds. I get it now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what and the fuck is his so deal? I have some commentary about this. right. Yeah, uh, when I was I, 12, I was, I was not using my amazing." <laughs> same neither was I I was literally like not even five feet tall but go off Drake um, I'm not even
2: there yet either I me mean neither <laughs> I,
3: I haven't made it yet <laughs> but yeah so powers. uh <laughs> so using my amazing height guessing powers when I read this tweet I was thinking I was like you know what I'd bet anything that they're the same height oh and God. they are they are both 5'9 nine. <laughs> So like I don't know what he was trying to do there.
1: I almost fucking joked. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: I'm Why sorry, but if you're that? gonna make fun of someone's height, you gotta well, be at least you... like a foot taller than You them.
1: must be this. You tall have to, to be joke.
3: at least six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. He can... he's eye to eye with Jojo Siwa and he thinks he can <laughs> call anyone
1: else Um
3: Um But also, during this time, he was also, uh, he was super obsessed with saying that, like, Justin Bieber looks like a girl, and he'd, like, tweet, like, a picture of Justin with the caption, like, uh, this is a real caption he tweeted, Before I try to beat up the paparazzi, I make sure my mascara is perfect. And, like, um, first of all, I don't know why he's defending the paparazzi. Right. Um. Weird and, hill to die on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also just it's it's from that horrible, unfunny era where everybody was like, "Justin Bieber is a girl. Justin Bieber is gay," and everybody thought they were so funny. They
0: thought they yeah. were so funny. Edward um, from Twilight like... sparkles.
2: <laughs> and listen, uh, the the Justin Bieber gay and Justin Bieber girl stuff. What I'm not saying it's fine for me who was like a little girl it, but it's way not fine coming
0: from freaking literal adults like no Drake Bell, like
3: 27 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah also, i like, get what you're saying when
0: you're a kid and people are making those jokes around you you're like oh that's what's funny and then yeah. I, like learn that that's stupid yeah, right. like, being, uh, like, yeah.
3: being like a 27 year old man like you should know better <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and, like, he'd, like, tweet, like, pictures of him, uh, of Justin Bieber with, like, makeup photoshopped on, and, like, he'd also be, like, wow, Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus look the same. He'd be, like, guess who's in this picture, Miley or Justin Bieber, like, shut the fuck up. Oh, the two right? the most
0: funny people to make fun of in Yeah, yep,
3: 2013, baby. Um, he would, he would not give it a rest. He thought he was so funny.
2: I feel like... I may be going off on a limb here, but I think he would kind of have a crush on Justin Bieber if Justin Bieber was a girl.
3: Oh, yeah. Interesting. You know what's interesting? I didn't include this because I didn't include what like other people tweeted about this, but one of Justin Bieber's friends tweeted at him that he thought he had a crush on Justin.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. It does. Interesting. He's overcompensating oh, oh. way too Wait, much.
1: You said yeah. it was one of He's Justin so Bieber's friends? He's so obsessed
0: with him. Yeah.
1: Was it Lil Zaw? No, no. We <laughs> oh, okay. will be
3: hearing about Lil Zaw again, though. Okay. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so excited.
1: He's my favorite character.
3: No, it He's was not some a character. He's a
2: person.
1: Not <laughs> <some other laughs> the
2: He's my favorite character <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you guys
0: love Lil Zaw. I love get Lil get Zaw. Zaw content. <laughs> it may or may not have been his ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely
3: wasn't cocaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, so yeah. So then Drake Bell has the audacity after doing all of this to tweet the following at the at the believers, really. He says, Guys, get over it. I don't quote hate end quote Justin Bieber. His fans are the problem. I've never said he was gay or had
0: no talent. Oh, it is his fans. And I'm like, you kind of,
1: you kind of did say also all of Also,
0: like being like, hey, it's not his music; it's the t- it's the twelve year olds that really grinds my gears. Yeah, <laughs> even really
4: yeah,
2: like they're kids. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a it's terrible not person. I'm an I'm even, even terribler person. It's yeah,
1: literally, totally. <laughs> it's literally that meme of Principal Skinner being like, no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs>
3: the 18 year old I'm bullying as a grown fucking man i am 12 year old yeah. the even younger kids I'm bullying <laughs> they're the problem um and like I didn't include this in my notes but also like he's just as bad as the believers he would like tweet things like I hope Bieber fever is fatal and like he told a fan that he would like hope hope that they died or whatever my like he, he was insane um so yeah So that's what Drake Bell was doing in 2013. (laughs) So now, now though, we're going to fast forward to 2014. Oh, man. If you guys recall from our first episode, Bizzle is alive and well. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. And I'm just going to tell you, you guys are going to love him in this this episode. I've got to tell you. I'm
1: so excited about (laughs) the Bizzle content.
3: (laughs) But uh, if you recall from our first episode, in January 2014... Cops found what they thought was cocaine <laughs> but was really ecstasy at Justin Bieber's house. Yeah. Which they were searching in the first place because Justin Bieber, like, egged his neighbor's house or something. <laughs> um, and then you recall Lil' Zaw said it was his. Right. Um, we all remember that. We
0: all remember. Yeah. yeah. And, then you everyone, s- sorry. and then you answered the age-old question that everyone was had on their mind was, what What does the cast of Supernatural think about? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was like, they need to speak on this.
1: Um, sorry, I just want to clarify real quick. You said Justin Bieber egged his neighbor's house. Was yes. was that Justin Bieber or Bizzle?
3: It was Bizzle. Okay. Sorry. Cool. Thank <laughs> you for the clar. Was Bizzle?
1: Yeah, I just want to make sure.
3: Bizzle egged his his neighbor's house. Yeah. Yeah, I just I like to say Justin Bieber though because the courts don't recognize Bizzle as his own entity. <laughs> um, even though he is. He was born in 2013, died 2015. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Drake Bell could not resist tweeting about this because he finally had something of substance to come at Justin Bieber with. He was like, finally, um, and he tweeted... He tweeted in true Jarpad fashion. Hey, at Justin Bieber, how much are you paying Lil Za to take the Coke wrap for you? <laughs> be, be a man and take responsibility. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jarpad and be an adult. They tweeted the same thing. They tweeted
4: they the, the same, same thing.
2: thing.
1: That's so funny that both of these grown ass men were <laughs> yeah. so mad yeah. about this thing that didn't happen.
3: No, literally. <laughs> Be a man and take responsibility. Learn to be an adult. And Justin Bieber's like, I am 19.
0: <laughs> Did he say that? No, he oh. didn't. He but didn't like, say shit. Should. He should have. Bizzle is um, like a year old. He can't take responsibility.
3: <laughs> no. He's a baby. He's only been
1: Bizzle for a year.
3: Um, <laughs> then he also said, at Justin Bieber... Instead of egging speeding around your neighborhood and defacing property like a little shit, you should practice your guitar. He's obsessed
1: with (laughs) why is he like that? It's not like he's good at guitar.
3: (laughs) Which is like he's 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 fine at playing guitar. I
2: also (laughs) I like the I like the assumption that once he learns how to play the guitar he'll be cured.
3: Yeah. (laughs) No more criticisms of him. And then um, and then I don't know if you guys remember from the Bizzle era, people loved talking about this um, when Justin Bieber was like drawing graffiti and everybody was like, wow, horrible person. Um, And so he tweeted this in response to Justin drawing graffiti art of a penguin, which at this point I will send into the chat a photo for you guys to see him graffitiing the penguin.
1: Oh, I'm so excited!
3: The viewers can Google this <laughs> Justin Bieber graffiti, but I just want you guys to see what pissed off Drake. It's so He said, though. "When is someone going to tell this idiot he can't do? It? His art is almost as bad as his music. Talentless, artless." And I think that's really funny because before he was like, I never said he doesn't have talent. And then talentless. he does this. Like, yeah,
1: and he literally says talentless.
2: Talentless. Yeah. Artless. Yeah. That's such a strong
0: statement. So true. It's like um. Justin Bieber was trying to, like, make a statement with that piece. And he's like, it just didn't pan out. <laughs> this is fucking Penguin. That's so
3: funny. So now, um, now we're going to move on. We are still in 2014, but you've probably noticed that Justin has been mostly silent throughout this feud. He tried to end it uh, a year or so ago, but all of that changes in April of 2014, when mm-hmm. he has
0: had enough.: I love that Drake Bell <laughs> is more important. To him than Jared Bell <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah Well Drake Bell kept this up That's for true full right. Well years. also Justin if, Bieber
1: if... watched Drake, Drake and Josh I doubt that he is a huge supernatural thing
3: <laughs> No He's not Um So So again April 2014 Drake Bell is having a party To celebrate the release of his album And Justin decides that he's going to crash it Oh my
2: god. Hell yeah.
3: So he fucking shows up to the party and he just like rolls down like the window of his van and gets just fucking swarmed by people there because it's in like a really like popular like touristy spot in LA and um, then he posts on his Instagram a video of like all of the like screaming fans around him with the caption so nice seeing my fans at the Grove tonight. Oh my, oh my god,
2: gosh.
3: that's the biggest. And all of this is yeah. It's just a big fuck you to Drake Bell. Yeah, that's so
2: good. That's and, so and like good. he
3: deserves it. Yeah, he's been harassing him for years. <laughs> <laughs> this man um, shows you...
2: up at your birthday party, takes all your guests, and just posts on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How,
3: much How much cooler? He doesn't even you. He
2: is than so you. Cool.
3: I'm sorry. I, I love Bizzle. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm a Bizzle stan. So, uh, yeah. so
3: if you think that's it, it's not. Justin I'll takes look. us even further. Yes. He posts a picture of Drake on a balcony watching people <laughs> warm him at his own party. And um, I'm going to send you guys the picture now in the chat. For those of you uh, who oh are my at home God. listening, you can uh, look this up uh, yourself. Look up, like, Justin yeah. Bieber crashing his oh, party. Please do look yeah. it up. <sighs> And he's and he's ha, has the caption. Why is that Justin Bieber's Sprinter van getting more attention than my album release? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's so, so funny. Deep.
3: Um, oh, he's man. he's had enough.
1: Jesus, wow! I love Bizzle. I love that Bizzle is so mean.
3: Yeah, he's, he's standing up he's for himself. done. <laughs> He's been taking it quietly for years. Yeah, good know? for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Drake does respond to Justin crashing his party, and he, like, tries to save face, but it doesn't work because Justin fucking killed him. Um, and I would include his tweets in response here, but I didn't feel like looking them up again because they're not worth it. They're stupid. Um, yeah. And so, after this, the timeline becomes impossible to follow, and people stop kind of posting, like, articles and stuff about it. But based on the screenshot of some tweets, I'm concluding that this feud ends somewhere before 2015. Because in January 2015, Justin tweets, messed up my damn foot, SMH. And Drake responds, I know how you feel, man. Hang in there. And huh? so it seems like oh, wow. that's
1: over. That seems nice.
3: Yeah, but we never know what Drake Campana will do in the future.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: You know, I kind of understand why he wanted to change his name now because Drake Bell is associated with this Drake Bell crashing party and he's like, I want to get so away from true. that. Yeah. that was the
0: big, <laughs> Drake that was, Bell is dead.
2: That no, was the it's, biggest roast of my entire life. I need to start over. Yeah, <laughs>
1: That's
2: so funny.
0: <laughs> and it's funny
1: because because Justin Bieber at the time was using a different name too. It's like... Um, Bizzle.
0: Yeah.
1: The, the W was so good that he was able to be Justin Bieber again and the L was so bad that <laughs> Drake Bell had to become Drake Campana.
3: So true. So true. But yeah, I oh hope you guys God. enjoyed that. That's yeah, that was a really amazing.
1: well-crafted like um, segment. Like uh, it, it was Thank structured you. and paced very well.
0: I love that. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. The tension, the intrigue. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Lil Zaw made an
3: appearance again.
2: With I that. was so yeah. excited a about Lil Zaw. Cameo from
3: Lil Zaw. <laughs>
2: we
1: love. Oh my god! We need to see if podcast. we can have Lil Zaw on the podcast again. Oh
3: <laughs> I would love to have Lil Zaw on the podcast.
1: I oh would.
3: I... We
2: need to get on this,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: right. Lil Zaw. If you're listening, please. please
2: we are you. your biggest fans. I don't even you know what you. you
0: do, but I want you.
2: He
3: <laughs> does ecstasy.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay, so that was amazing. Thank you, Kalen. Um Thank you, Kaylin. Now, um,
3: Thanks,
2: the <laughs> next person <laughs> to go is me, actually. Uh, I what? lied to you. I'm not a listener. I'm just kidding.
4: Right
2: <laughs> okay, so it's, it's
0: Red Me. Oh my gosh, it's me. Yes. I got chosen. It's your chosen to
2: shine.
0: Okay, so today, um, I I can't get enough of that Michael Eisner juice. Yeah, and I'm gonna be talking about him again today.
1: You love him.
0: I, for legal reasons, uh, for the record, I'm going to say no. I do not love Michael Eisner. Okay, so first of all, I'm just gonna give some credit. To my source of information and source of infinite joy, uh, Kevin Perger of Defunct Land. Um, he's improved my life, your life, the lives of the people out there with his <laughs> content. Um, and if you care at all about Disneyland, you know who it is. Um,
1: well, I guess I don't care at all makes, about Disneyland.
0: He makes little Disneyland videos that are good. I, cool. I guess I would. Well, I guess never. I never. Yeah. All right. So, in the early 80s, uh, Lord Farquaad himself, Michael Eisner, became the CEO of Disney at a time when the company was seriously struggling both with its film releases and its park revenue. So, the, I think that, like, the last major Disney release was The Black Cauldron, which tanked. Yeah. And Disney was having a time. Um and Eisner is one of the weirdest CEOs of Disney, in my opinion, because he's made some of the best and worst decisions in the company's history. Um, he was CEO. Who, he was the CEO usher, who ushered in the Disney re- Renaissance and the return to movie musicals, starting with The Little Mermaid in 1989. And he tended to hire extremely talented staff, but he was also the CEO who, uh, during the surge of home video popularity with the invention of VHS and DVD... Decided that he could make a ton of risk-free revenue off of direct-to-video sequels. So, um, basically, he may have brought us Beauty and the Beast, but he is also directly responsible for the return of Jafar, the Iago-centric Aladdin sequel. Uh-huh. Oops all Iagos. So he's, so he's an artist. He's an yeah. artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his decision-making with the park, notoriously almost caused Disney to go bankrupt multiple times. But this is this is one of the times where it just, like was a big whoopsie. Uh this isn't as bad as another one that I'm going to talk about later. Um <laughs> so enter California Adventure. Um his original plan was to create a California version of Epcot named Westcot. Um <coughs> terrible thing. And then Euro Disney opened its doors to one of Disney's biggest financial flops in the company's history. That's the one I'm alluding to. Uh, I want to talk about Euro Disney eventually. Um Euro Disney opened and Disney seriously almost went bankrupt. Like, I know it's hard to imagine now Disney going bankrupt, but they were, like... The, it was bad.
1: <laughs> the o-
0: so, at this point, they couldn't afford to build Epcot on the West Coast. They were also thinking of doing another park um, in... they the The land company that they bought also owned the Queen Mary, and so they were thinking of doing a park in Long Beach that was, like, Port Disney... They couldn't afford that either, oh, thank so they God were like, they didn't. <laughs> "So they were like, we're just gonna do something cheaper and dumber and hope that it works about the same." <laughs> um, so Eisner basically designed California Adventure as a California themed theme park to try and siphon as much of California tourism as possible. And I have in my notes, you could shop at five or six stores or just one. <laughs> um, so, like, he was like, you know what, people in california really want to see california <laughs> so true
2: <laughs> yeah we love that
0: <laughs> so superstar limo was intended to be it, it's the ride that i'm talking about today if that didn't mm-hmm. um it was intended to be a fast, dark ride through Hollywood, a bumpy rush of a ride to get to the Chinese theater surrounded by paparazzi and L.A. landmarks, uh, kind of like an Indiana Jones type of ride where the limo driver is trying to avoid and flee from paparazzi, making like a lot of sharp turns and stuff, and it ends that sounds in a fun. shop that was made to look like the Chinese theater. Seems like a pretty normal, average ride, you know? Yeah. Um, sounds like a dumb ride for sure. Yeah. So Princess Diana died in 1997.
1: Ah. <clears throat> sorry.
0: <laughs> why are you guys? Why yeah, that kind of that threw That a was f- a national tragedy. Sorry,
1: sorry. Well,
0: <laughs> the whereabouts of John Mulaney as of yet unconfirmed. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm Team Doty on this one.
3: His mom seemed pretty certain. So, uh,
0: but
1: uh, y'all know died, I'm a Doty head.
0: She died in a limo <laughs> accident, fleeing from the paparazzi. Oh.
1: Uh, right.
3: yeah. Who, who Drake Campana defended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How?
1: So dare uh, he?
0: Michael Eisner was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> do we just build a Tower of Terror here? What the fuck do we do? We can't afford a Tower of Terror here. Okay, wait. Okay. I got it. We can fix this. So this is me being Michael Eisner. Uh, yeah. Uh, deciding, d- doing deciding the solutions for superstar limo number 1 no more paparazzi we don't like the paparazzi right now yeah get rid of them uh <laughs> and make it go just just real fucking slow <laughs> just just so slow <laughs> and have more hollywood gags some cameos and he's like wait this can be good i got this I got this. I've got, we we can do celebrity cameos, little, little celebrities popping up around here and there. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about these cameos. Oh, no. So these had to be cheap, uh, both in licensing and the actual animatronics, meaning that they could only use C-list and lower celebrities or celebrities Disney already had contracts with. Um, and they were basically just statues that kind of bounced around a little. Some of them, like, moved one arm. They didn't, they didn't move very much. It's, it's um, okay.
2: They'll get let out at night. Um. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. <laughs> why uh, do you, why do you do this? <laughs>
0: I also wanted to mention that there was, there was a gag that they had to remove, but, um, it was gonna, it was a sign that said Dream Jerk Studios. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Wow! Wow! Jeffrey Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, he really got got him back. back. He finally, you know,
1: you know, Katzenberg sent a few his way, but I think. um...
0: Oh yeah, you really got him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He really, uh, yeah, he really paid him back. All
0: right. So this ride is argued to be the absolute worst ride that Disneyland has ever housed. Um, (laughs) The outside looks it looks kind of like Toontown, but worse, and it's made out of these like cardboard cutouts. Um, It does not fit in with the rest of the park. It just Well, it had to be cheap. Yeah, uh, they kind of described... uh, In the video, Kevin Perger describes it as, like, a pop-up book. And I think that really tracks with what it looks like. A lot of the ride is just, like, painted cardboard cutouts.
2: Oh, my God.
0: That kind of, like, move up and down. Um, (laughs) So you play as Hollywood's next biggest star... As announced in the pre ride video by Puppet Joan Rivers.
1: Um, Yeah, because the kids love Joan Rivers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Puppet Joan Rivers. It's a horrifying puppet of Joan Rivers. And then there's like a horrifying uh, puppet of like your agent smoking a cigar that's like, you gotta get to the Chinese theater. You know, (laughs) Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Showbiz. So, uh, here's some other celebrity cameos in Superstar Limo. Uh, Regis Philman. Uh, Melanie Griffith yeah. and Antonio Banderas. Cindy Crawford. Uh, friend of the podcast, Tim Allen. Friend of the, <laughs> podcast. Friend of the God, podcast. God, sorry, God, I Whoa, t-
1: that. well, that's him now.
0: <laughs> the Santa Claus is a friend of the podcast. No, yeah. Tim Allen is not, Allen is not our friend. <laughs>
1: The escape clause.
0: Chan, um, and Drew Carey with a bunch of maps. This is important. It comes up later. Okay. Cher, and Whoopi Goldberg as, like, the finale piece. Yeah, the well, yeah, because you got
1: to save the best for last.
0: Yeah. Um, there was also a promotional video where we get to watch Drew Carey, Rosie O'Donnell, and Ryan Stiles ride the ride, and um, Drew Carey's response to the horrible false image of himself is, is that Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> and then they pretend <laughs> to fall asleep.
1: That's really oh funny. That's a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah, it does look like Robert Zemeck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um,
1: well, that's Zemeck. another one the kids love is is Zemeck. <laughs> yeah, Zemeck. Yeah, that's um. I'm making a move. I'm making yeah. the sequel to Mank. It's going to be about Robert Zemeckis.
0: Yeah, that's, wow. that's what the kids in Hollywood call him. <laughs> yeah. Manc? So basically, everyone hated California Adventure, and no one wanted to go there, and superstar Limerick. Starburst <laughs> Fabrimo, Superstar Limo closed the next year, and they considered um, putting like Mickey's and Goofies and shit over the top of the celebrities, which would have been better, but like still bad. Yeah. Um, but they also considered doing what I think is one of the worst missed opportunities of all time: um, having the Muppets renovate Superstar Limo.
1: Oh, that would be really fun! Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they were gonna introduce like more and more Muppets over time and have them like. Wearing hard hats and roasting the attraction
1: oh, while they're yeah. renovating it. That would be right, really huh? cool.
0: And then eventually it would become the final attraction, um, Miss Piggy's Superstar Limo, which would have been yeah. awesome. Oh, man.
1: Which involves Miss Piggy <laughs> running from the paparazzi in her limo and then dying. <laughs> oh,
0: no, no.
2: Wait, wait. Okay, Remy, can you clarify this for me? Did you say that this was your idea or was this someone no this
0: was something that they were considering doing okay so okay okay thank I'm, you i'm so um, mad they didn't
1: <laughs> yeah no that sounds so cool
0: so now me i like the muppets i'm a notorious i've never heard muppet. this about well, you let know I, don't, fact. I don't know
1: this about you
2: um, i do
0: fact about remy they like and something that muppets. makes me mad is that there have been a lot of muppet related failed plans for disneyland um and, and they're just edging you. They <laughs> are, uh, including the Muppet Takeover, where they were supposed to appear all over Disneyland as like little vermin taking over the park.
1: Oh, that's so fun. <laughs>
0: that's so cute.
1: I wish I could have gotten heckled by a uh, Dobby. And
0: Dobby, Dobby, you need to stop. Sorry, um, Dobby. We're recording the podcast. <laughs> Dobby! It's pretty rude. Um. Anyway, oh, they, they're little vermin taking over the park while Mickey and Minnie were on vacation. I like that. And then they would leave the permanent attraction Muppet Vision 3D when they left, which is there, so we got that. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: But uh, this never happened because of the Jim Henson dying thing. Um, yeah. And apparently everyone else in his estate just hated fun.
1: Yeah, well, and the weird thing about that, too, is that Jim Henson died in a limo. Uh, while He was running away from the paparazzi. Right? <laughs> you know,
0: well, who, he died
2: in a limo while he was... Died in a limo running away from the paparazzi? Bizzle.
1: Yeah. Bizzle. <laughs> Yeah, that is a so. Actually,
0: Jim Henson, he so did he he died of the flu, but it was while he was in a limo fleeing from right. the paparazzi. <laughs> oh, wow! So It uh, happens? So you might be asking, hey, what happened to Superstar Limo? What, where, what they do with that? Um, so they put Monsters Inc. on top of it.
1: Oh
0: uh, wow! So, the limos are taxis now, the layout is the same, and a lot of the figures were reused, and you can still tell a lot of the celebrities, because um, (laughs) they basically, you know the yellow hazmat suits... Great. yeah
1: they just put him over
0: they just put him over the <laughs> that's so funny Ke- drew carey's celebrity is the easiest one to spot or his animatronic is the easiest one to spot because he just like is holding a bunch of maps still didn't <laughs> change that yeah that's so funny <laughs> um but yeah uh, the monsters inc ride is pretty fun but uh, it's a weird ghost of yeah this weird attraction um, that's
1: very interesting i never knew that
0: <laughs> yeah uh, they also the outside. I don't. If you've ever ridden the Monsters Inc ride, there's the um, the cardboard cutouts on the outside. They made it kind of look like the intro of Monsters Inc. So it's got like, yeah. all the doors oh, and stuff.
2: Oh hell yeah, that's cool.
0: So it's cute now, but um, really, really weird <laughs> start. I don't know why they thought it would be a good idea at all. It was. It's this really weird thing where like Michael Eisner with California Adventure, he was like, you know who we should appeal to? I know that most of our residents, or, like, most of our visitors are California residents, but, uh, we should really just make a park that's all about California so that, so that everyone who's coming from outside of California can get the California experience. Yeah. Why would you want that? It's like, you're already there, bud.
2: (laughs) Right? Like, you drove through the
0: freeway. (laughs) That's all you need.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And California Adventure has been kind of like shifting away from that lately, which is good and bad. But um, yeah, I think
3: it's I think it's a net good move. I was there in the very early two thousands, and it sucked. Same.
0: Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, I do mourn the Tower of Terror every day. Oh my god, do yeah, you, you can't. I do, yeah, I mean, do mourn the Bugs Life area. Oh every shit, day.
1: me too, buddy.
0: Dobby is so mad at me right now because I won't let him scratch himself because it makes a noise. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: Let him scratch himself. Makes let noise. him scratch. But, but you he let could him- have scratched himself at
0: any other time. <laughs> <laughs> you right. could have scratched yourself while we were on break. <laughs> Uh, Alright, right, Um, that's my that's my piece today. Um, That's a good segment. Stay tuned Um, for more jaded Disney adult content
1: in the future. (laughs) Are you that jaded?
0: Yeah, I fucking I'm. You may quote me on this. I'm glad that Walt Disney is dead, and I hope that his Frozen head shatters.
1: Yeah, same. (laughs) Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! (laughs) Shatters.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. His little fascist frozen head. What if we get his head? So no head? Can. (laughs) So no head. (laughs) I'm assuming that it's in like liquid nitrogen. So if you like dropped it really hard.
1: We should try it. I guess We should, um, we should (laughs) play like a tower of terror. (laughs) Yeah. We should do like a pickup game with it. If it doesn't break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should, uh, play hot potato with it. Yeah. (laughs) Until it thaws. Yeah, yeah, I just want to dunk it. <laughs> the loser of the hot potato game is when it thaws and walks yeah. and screams at you for unionizing. <laughs> um,
1: okay, well, what if Drew Carey is actually stuck in one of those Monsters, Inc. suits? How would they get <laughs> is,
2: is Drew Carey the one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. This time, yes. Okay. <laughs> Who did I- <laughs>